the optimal life. Lee Bodden, welcome back, bro. Thank you for having me, Nathan. I appreciate you, man. So this is ironic that you're coming on today of all days. You had this scheduled for some time, and I wake up this morning and get the news. You hear the news. It's everywhere. Vladimir Putin has declared war on Ukraine. And Absolutely. military operations, they go in, they're attacking multiple areas in the country. And I'm going, I can't believe of all the days that this is happening. I've got Lee coming on today because I know <laughs> you're, I've, we've been connected on social for the past year or so. Right. And I see what you're doing and I see your stance on a lot of issues and uh, the presidency and Biden and the disaster that it's been. So let's start here, man. I mean, when you look at what's going on in the world, the world crumbling mm -hmm. around us, starting with Afghanistan. You know, what was it last year when we were rushing out of Afghanistan? The true people jumping onto the C 130s for their right. dear lives, trying, trying to gather. Right. Right. We were leaving all the equipment behind. We're leaving, we're leaving mass millions and billions of dollars of dollars for the bad guys. It started there in my opinion when Putin really was like, oh, this is this is my time. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, just like you're talking about, uh, Biden, to me, I mean, he just didn't feel like a strong enough uh, leader, in my opinion, just throughout his years in politics. He, he hasn't. He's been like um, just a pushover, I want to say. Um, and obviously, you know, um, Trump uh, has a harder stance, you know, than him. But then we didn't have any real issues, you know, um, as far as foreign you know, right, and, and obviously, yeah, foreign policies and, and things like this occurring. Uh, and like you said, uh, you know, Biden is uh, with his leadership. I mean, these things are occurring and these are things that our, our troops shouldn't have to go through and, and fight, you know, these wars. And, and like you said, then, you know, rushing our troops out, just leaving millions of dollars when, you know, millions of dollars need to, you know, come back here. In, in our care and helping, you know, America um, be strong uh, in, in whatever we're doing. So I think, uh, again, in my opinion, he's just a weak president. He's a weak guy in politics. He's always been that way. When you study him historically, uh, he just goes with whatever somebody says. And, um, and like you said, Putin just felt like, okay, man, you know, this is the time to attack. Like, you know. Yeah. And America, what is America going to do? Well, that's exactly right. When America's weak, the world is weak. Mm -hmm. The world mm -hmm. around them is weak. And we've seen nothing from this leadership. I mean, you came on before the election last time. I remember because you were talking about Kanye West. <laughs> right. Ironically, who else is in the news these days? Too? <laughs> uh, but, but he would have been he, he would have been much better. He would have been much more qualified. The, the thing about Biden is that he hasn't he, he's not even coherent anymore. No, nah, no, nah, he isn't. And he hasn't been, and in my opinion, and he's been a fraud, like I said, in his speeches, in his speeches has been fraudulent. I mean, what he says is fraudulent. What he says is uh, just goes with whatever somebody wants to hear, per se, and, and that's not a leader. You know, leaders say things that are bold and that may shock some people. Um, and, and I think, again, me feeling with Kanye West, the reason why I was telling people to vote for Kanye West is because it's opening up a third party uh, because everybody always talks about, oh, well, it's the lesser of two evils, but you're still voting for evil. Um, 
But in my opinion, regardless, uh, I felt like uh, Trump was a, a better candidate still than than Biden, in my opinion. But I just felt like vote for Kanye West will open up, you know, maybe a third party and getting, you know, a newer type of face instead of the, the two that uh, the government is just going to push in front of you, the Republican or the Democrat. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's amazing how that that party, again, I'm not a hardcore conservative by any stretch of the imagination. I'm like, I'm kind of in the middle. Mm -hmm. I would love to consider myself an independent. I wish there was a true independent party. because I think that that's what we really need. The the Mm -hmm. Democrat Republican thing doesn't work. It's a game. Every every four years, it's propaganda. Uh, the Democratic side, like you say, panders to the um, minority communities, African American communities. Yep. They play the same story every, and then look at what's happening. Right, like, like you want you you want taxes raised. Look at look what's going on now. Your gas is going up to five, six, seven dollars a gallon. Right, like right. like you might get certain things that end up happening where the wealthier people get a little bit higher taxes, but it never gets anybody ahead, man. Look what's mm. happening. Yeah, it never gets anybody ahead, and that usually is always a thing. Oh, well, they're going to take money from the rich and and give to, you know, the middle class or the poor. Uh, That hasn't happened. And we've had Democratic presidents over and over and over and over again. But look where it's leading us. It's really not getting you anywhere. And so, like you said, the the party system has got to be changed. Everybody talks about, you know, systemic racism or systemic, you know, all these things are systemic, but you're still uh, in the same system. How can you change a system or how can it change if, if you're still voting and participating in that same system? In order for it to change, you've got to break things up. Um, and I, I tell people this all the time. I mean, in order to, to get change from a dollar, you got to break a dollar. You know what I'm saying? You got to break a habit to get change. Like, so you got to break a system in order to get change. And I felt like, again, back to that Kanye thing, I think that would have broke the system. If, if people would have voted in the millions, uh, it would have showed America like, hey, man, you know, we want something different. So let's try to, you know, work on something different. Yeah, I, I find your views fascinating, Lee, because I watch you on the Instagram. I love that Lee SPN thing. That <laughs> I mean, it, it's pretty funny for anyone that hasn't seen it. Because you, you talk a little bit about that Lee SPN, because from my, my standpoint, you're going against this mass psychosis is what I'll call it. This oh, mass yeah. psychosis of people where everyone follows the leader and they think it's the right thing to do because everyone else is doing it. Talk about what you've been doing with Lee SPN and just your overall uh, message. Yeah, I mean, the overall message and the thing with Lee SPN is obviously, you know, I play like a, a news a broadcaster or, you know, kind of sports um, broadcaster, but it's about news. It's about uh, things that's going on in the world. And like you said, because that's what they do. They pump you with whatever they want to pump you with, whatever information they want to give you. So they feel like whoever the viewer is, they feel like they're informed, but they don't give you all the information. You know, they give you whatever they want to give you. And that's America's genius, in my opinion, for doing that, um, because they're broadcasting all the same stories and everybody's going to have the same story. So it's like, you're right if I'm, you know, saying the same thing, but ESPN gives you the real, you know what I mean? Gives you all the information that like what was that? You need stu- to what have. was that? Uh, that Stephen A. thing you did? Tell us about. Oh yeah, it. yeah. Uh, well, Stephen A. was just um, 
what, what was he what was he talking about uh i can't remember what it was but uh, he was it was something that he was very contradictory yeah about an he, issue. He, it, it was it was about uh damn it you know i i should have now i've done so many hold on i'm gonna, I, I'm gonna was, pull it I, I gotta pull it up i'll go to your yeah. page while you're, while you're thinking no about because he he was contradicting um it, it was him saying he would call out racism that's what it was it was something along <laughs> the racist thing right yeah he said he would call out racism when he sees it and so when um riley cooper you know said the n-word like he was like defending riley cooper and wouldn't say much about uh him and his views and and saying hey man he needs to get you know ousted from the oh, league I, you but know what i think it was i think it was john along the john gruden stuff right right, right? exactly and and that's, yeah it was a john yep it was a john gruden emails and so he was just talking about, you know, racism and he would call it out when he sees it. And he and he kind of called it out with John Gruden. But then you look back and he didn't call it out with, uh, with um, Riley Cooper, with Riley Cooper, because it wasn't popular. You know what uh, I mean? And and that's why I do the SPN, because they're going to lie to you and act like they, you know, are are one way. But that's not really what they are there. There are with they go with what is popular. Just like you said, because they can't go against the conglomerate that's paying them. You mm. know what I mean? Because so if they when do, the Riley then... Co- yeah, so when the, Lee, when the Riley Cooper thing came out years back, it wasn't much of a story. When you say not popular, no. nobody really wanted to talk about it. It wasn't no. a thing. There wasn't the cancel culture, all that stuff, right? Right. And and Stephen A's stance on it was soft, as I think is what you're basically showing. You showed the clips. Yes, yeah, I showed the clips. He and these were his words, and that's what I like to do. And obviously, that's the beauty of video and television is you can go back and find these clips sometimes they do erase it um but you can find these clips and he was soft on uh riley cooper he was just saying how the n-word isn't that big of a deal you know but then now you're talking john gruden and him using these uh these words now is such a big deal now you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and so that's you're not really um standing on anything you're just going with what is popular and what you're uh, station wants you to say pretty much. You're not standing on racism and, and calling out racism. You're just doing whatever they want you to do. And and that's what the SPN pokes fun at. Even with the TNT guys when they were talking about um, Kyrie Irving and his uh, the vaccination. Like every, on that panel, they don't agree a lot. A lot of times they always have different opinions. But on that one, they all had the same opinion about it. You know, Kyrie should get the shot and he should do, right? And they're not going to go against what TNT wants them, you know, to say. And you called it out. And I called it out. Um, right. And then, and what's crazy is Shaq, I think he has a podcast and he said, he just recently said something about, you know, people are being forced, you know, to take a vaccine. And he said he, he thinks people shouldn't be forced. But on TNT, right, right there where they paying him, he can't say that and he won't say that. And I called him out and I just called people out on, you know, just being in front of that camera and, you know, lying to people because that's really not your views. And if it is, it is fine. But um, you're not going to go against what, you know, your station that's paying you. Um, you're not going to go against what they say. Yeah, I, know. Say. I think I think your message is really admirable because I don't know, man, you're able to kind of see things more clearly than I 
it's just it's very clear to you i wonder where this this came from and, and the intuition that you have towards it. And it it's become kind of like your mission i mean it's one of your big things on social media man it's crazy that you say that man and it's it's such a um it's like a spiritual thing for whatever reason that that i feel like i've had it my whole life like that's that's uh, and i'm glad you brought that up because because i was thinking about bringing it up but i was like you know maybe maybe it's too much but um whenever things aren't right i just feel i i feel it in my gut that i just have to say something or else like it's going to eat me up and and i feel like to be honest man i feel like god just sends certain people down here to you know kind of tell everybody how messed up man has made this world and we've we've gone too far um and and it's partly because of money greed um, and, but we've gone too far from the natural being in which we supposed to to be, and you know we're in a place right now. It's a, it's a bad place, and what the future is going to look like is scary um, if we keep moving forward. And and just like not acknowledging the truth about things um, and masking it, because uh, that's what America is. America. No, just no, hey, no pun intended. No pun intended with the mask. Yeah, no, no <laughs> pun intended. Right. You know, we can get to that, but. But America masks everything. Like, and, and I'll tell you, it's just with with acronyms. You know, they'll say again, like the CDC. It stands for Center for Disease Control. That means they're controlling diseases in that center, right? But but CDC just sounds like cool, right? So they mask it. It's just even a lot of people don't know even what HIV stands for. HIV stands for Human Immunodeficiency Virus, and AIDS stands for do you know auto acquired deficiency? No, it's acquired immune deficiency syndrome. Oh, that's right. right? Acquired, right, right, right. Right. So, so you acquire these deficiencies, and it's all it is is an immune deficiency, right? It's television programming, like they they just program you and they mask what the truth is, and people Again, don't think about it. Like they, don't, they just because, say the word, they say the acronyms without even understanding what it means. To your point, exactly. And but America is genius for doing that one they keep everybody busy right we're working 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 and then they they throw you acronyms because if you keep hearing center for disease control you're going to start thinking like huh well hold up you know you're controlling diseases and then now when things like these see the uh coronavirus thing comes up it's like oh you're controlling diseases right and you're pushing them out you, you're putting them where you want to put them and whatever um it's going to get people to start thinking so so you won't think it's just we'll just uh, put it in an acronym, you know what I mean? And you forget about what it really is, and then you'll just listen to the CDC, you know what I mean? And, and so again, like doctors get sued for malpractice. That means they just, and they practice medicine. Like if you remember, like people talk about, you know, doctors they're practicing medicine. Just listen to it. They just practicing on people to see what's going to happen. You know what I mean? And that's why they get sued for malpractice. All these words mean things, and we like stop forgetting like what these words mean, and just start entrusting you know people that's been lying to us forever, man. But when you look at this type of stuff going on around you, and you have this intuition, you're able to see it clearly. It's got to make you so frustrated when your buddies <laughs> or your other family, yeah, your friends on social, absolutely. like they don't see you. Like man, it's smacking you right in the face, and you don't want to <laughs> see it. You don't want to see it. And like I said, I, I feel like I was put here on this earth to do that. Obviously, you grow into it. 
But as a little kid, whenever, like I said, whenever things were wrong, I would always stand up um, and say something. And people will always be like, Lee, why would you do that? It's not that serious or it's not, right? But it's that serious to me. And But people don't look at it. And like you said, it smack you in the face and it's wrong, but you'll just allow it to happen just because it's just, that's just the way it is. That's what that's what people always say. Oh, you can't do nothing about it. That's the way it is. Well, you know what? Again, slavery was like a law and if people just stood back and said, you know, there's nothing we could do about it, right? I mean, you're just going to stay there forever. You know what I mean? And so you got somebody has to fight and say, man, we, we're tired of this, you know? But a lot of times they don't want to talk about these freedom fighters. And, and I tell people this all the time. Every July 4th, we celebrate freedom fighters. <laughs> like people fought for this country to get freedom from Britain's rule. Right. You know what I mean? And but now today, people who are fighting for freedom, they don't get celebrated. Nope. You know what I'm saying? They get ridiculed. They say, you're crazy. Why are you doing this? You know what I mean? That's but true. That's a very contradictory. A that's a very it contradictory is, thing with our society today. Yeah, it, we're, we're hypocrites, right? And it's contradictory Absolutely. to what our society, what America is supposed to represent. It's supposed to represent freedom. But you're controlling everything that we do. And if we don't do what you say right things are going to happen just like when people like with the mask if we go to the mask and the vaccine you know they were like well i just want to get my freedom back i want to go back to normal well if you if you're going back to normal and you're trying to get your freedom back that means they took it from you that means you didn't have it at some point you didn't have the freedom so now you have to do what they tell you to do to get freedom back that's not what america is america is just you're supposed to have freedom not doing what they say to get your freedom. And so if that's the case, then what's going to happen next? You know what I mean? Correct. And that's the scary part about this and the compliance with what's going on in the world. And and these weren't even laws. These are mandates, exactly. which, is, which is what somebody said to do, which is a dictatorship. You know, we have this, these rules in, in place to have laws that are supposed to go through, uh, you know, the uh, courts and and have all New these process in order to get stuff. passed right yeah. all that process to get passed and then now now we're just following what someone says that's why when biden went to court for that uh making people with uh 100 employees businesses do vaccines that's why i got shot down in the supreme court because you can't do that you know right. but people are just going to follow what someone says and that's a dictatorship that's not what america is uh, built on is democracy and freedom and liberties I, and justice for all. I totally, totally 110% agree with that. I saw an interesting quote earlier today, actually, and mm. it was along the lines of people will come in and they'll push you by a millimeter here and a centimeter there, and it doesn't feel like much. Yeah. So you'll go along with it, right? And they'll push you again. And then at some point you will put your foot down and you'll say enough's enough. And then they'll kind right. of back away for a little bit. Mm -hmm. But then all of a sudden they come back again and they push again a little bit millimeter here a little bit and and then next thing you know you're three miles back you wake up one day you're three miles from where you started because Man, they just it. kept putting a little pressure on here and a little pressure there and I feel this is exactly what we were seeing in the society starting from lockdowns to social distancing to not being able to even go anywhere not being able to go to the stores they shut everything down then it was the schools. And then, of course, once the, the uh, vaccine came into play, holy cow, the vaccine, <laughs> what they've done with that goddamn vaccine, 
and pushing it down people's throats and, you know, making you feel like you're a second class citizen if you don't get one. And, you know, it's going to be cold, dark winters coming from the Biden administration and and dark and death and all this stuff. And now people are starting to wake up a little bit because they're realizing, wait a second, the vaccine is being proven that it only works for 90 days, 180 days. And it's nowhere near as effective at getting the real thing. And the total mm-hmm. number of deaths between non-vaccinated and vaccinated when it comes to this disease is almost essentially the same in terms of the percentage. Mm-hmm. So it's like mm-hmm. all this stuff was pushed on people. Do not people not realize why the vaccine is being pushed so hard when this disease, it's all about the cash. It's it. It's it. I mean, everything. You follow the money. And I spoke about it even earlier. It's just greed. It's, it's greed What they is what they want. Obviously, they want fear. And obviously, um, when you are afraid of something, right, you're going to follow somebody that feels like they have the answer. You know what I mean? And and they feel like they have the answer to uh, what's going on. Um, and so I want to even go back to when you were talking about just when, when somebody nudges you and pushes you, right? This, this is one thing that I learned, too, not too long ago. Um, even during a... Um, what's his name Obama administration like it was a it's a book called nudge right and I forgot who's the author and Barack Obama read that book and then got that guy on his staff right because it helps to nudge people into doing things you know what I mean and it makes it seem like it's not that big of a deal you know and and again I'm gonna go back to me as a child listen when somebody did something even small to me i wouldn't let it happen and and i'm talking about when i was a little kid as far as teachers because this is what i used to tell um my mom because i used to get in trouble a lot kind (laughs) of but if the teacher is going to try to treat me this way in front of all these like let's say 30 kids right that means all those 30 kids they probably going to try to treat me the same way you know, and so what I did was put my foot down right then and there, and this teacher isn't going to treat me how she wants to treat me. I'm going to make the stance and show everybody that I'm in control here, not her. And it just shows everybody else around me, well, you know, Lee ain't nobody to play with. You know what mm. I mean? Because if he's doing that to the teacher, he's going to do that to me. And I got to show, right, how to treat me. And, and I don't want to be the one to, like you said, look up and say, oh, man, you know, this has gone too far. Like, you get pushed in a corner, now you definitely going to have to fight. You know right. what I mean? And it's like, how the hell did I get here? So yeah. uh, oh, so th- that's one thing that I've, I've always done, and, and then I'm still doing to this well, day. Well, I think the lesson to what you're saying is there is if people see that they could take advantage of you, they're going to take advantage of you. If people smell weakness – they will take advantage of you. Mike Pence, the former vice president, went, went on, and I heard this quote last night, and I freaking, man, love this quote. And it wasn't his, but he said, weakness arouses fear. I mean, yeah. excuse me. Weakness arouses evil. Oh, yeah, weakness yeah. Weakness arouses I, I evil. That and that is post. exactly yep. what is happening with our country right now. Putin smelled Sees, fucking weakness. Right. He yeah. sees it, and it's, arou- and it's arousing the, the evil <laughs> empire that, he, that it is. Exactly, exactly. And it's the same and, thing with your analogy, Lee. People mm-hmm. see like that if they if you're weak, if, the evil comes if, out of people, even if, if they don't try to sometimes. 
Exactly. And, and I, I knew that at a small age that I didn't want these people around me to, to feel like they can do what this teacher is doing to me. You know what I mean? So I had to stand up. And if you never stand up, it, you will always get picked on. And now, now that's going to your point in the vaccines, right? One is greed. and But if you just allow them to just keep pushing something on you and you're just like, okay, I'll just do it just because it's no big deal. You're going to continue to get pushed into doing something that you want, don't want to do. And eventually you're just going to have to do it or else, you know, you're going to um, suffer whatever consequence. And again, mm -hmm. that's, that's why people, you know, obey these laws you know, and some of these laws, again, laws ain't even, I don't even want to, I don't even know what to say. Like they ain't even real. It's just, it's just somebody is feeling on how you should live. Right. And laws and, and are like changed I, all the time because they're not set in stone to your point. Exactly. Because they're right. not set in stone. It doesn't. And, and again, I go back in law. Slavery was a law. That don't make it right. You Correct. know what I mean? And so, so it's a bunch of laws. And and I feel like um, you have to you have to fight some of these things because, you know, where are you going to be at? You know, eventually. Well, it, to your point, to your point, I think, too, with this, the, the laws are changing. They're not written in stone because. They're always they're faulty and things change over course of time and that they're sometimes they're morally wrong and they're just not practical, right? Um, and it's 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 one man or a group of people's like their feeling on how things should be. Exactly, right? it's a small it's a small body of people and who knows where their biases are and whatever. Exactly, and and that kind of takes you to the point like people are always saying, "Well, the government, the government, the government." Do you people know who the government is? <laughs> The government are other freaking people. These right. are other that, human beings. I, I work. I'm in. I do government contracting. This is a, a when people say the government, like it's like this almighty superpower, like the superhero that's floating around and doing the right thing. From the government's just a big body of people that are put into positions working for you. Right. It's just and people. Right. They're supposed to be working for you, but they in all actuality haven't proven that yet they're working for themselves and for their greed and for you know their pockets to get rich and their friends pockets to get rich and like you said i mean you can just go down the list and i always bring up like christopher columbus they've been they lied to us about christopher columbus for you know 500 years and telling them you know he discovered america and not you know telling the true story of of what happened yeah did he discover the, the barbaric nature Europe? of of the whole thing right right of the of the whole thing um you know and and but just to your point government they're just people they're just human beings and and i tell people this as well is just like every human being we we on this earth we talk about how to get more money you know what i mean how to get money to survive that's the same thing they talk about and but they have the control over how to get a lot of money and that's you know through their commercials through advertising and and that's really what they've done to persuade people into again doing the things that they want them to do whether it's persuasive or whether it's uh through fear and these are a lot of the, these people are the ones that are back to what we were just talking about these are the ones that are writing the laws yes so yes so they're so, finding ways to write the laws in, in their favor quite often Exactly. And and to be honest, they write these laws and then they don't even necessarily follow them or they find loopholes in their laws to not follow them. But they expect you people, right, to follow exactly what I tell you or else, right? Correct. It's always or else. 
and see, you know, like like a Mitt Romney not paying taxes, you know, these people getting over on taxes, all these laws that they've written, they can undermine them and, and learn how to get over on them. Or even if they do something wrong, they're not held accountable. It's just like even, and I hate to say it, you know, because I have friends in the police department and police, they're good ones and they're bad ones, but they're never held accountable um, for their actions, for what they do. And not, I don't want to say never because that's not, nothing is 100%, but a lot of times they're, they're above the law. They can do whatever they want and no one holds them accountable. Same thing with the government. You know, when they do wrong things, usually they aren't held accountable because they're just, it's a buddy-buddy system. Man. It's like, I mean, like kind of like Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's been yep. terrible there. I'm sure you've got friends in, in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And the gover- And he was super strict on the mask mandates. On the, the mask. Beginning. And, and he's up at a restaurant with his with his elite friends and family. No masks. No masks. It's right. exactly what you're talking about. Right. But you te- but you expect everybody else. But you expect everyone else to follow it. Right. Right. But I don't have to do it. You right. Know? Or and when who the am mayor, I going to answer to? Uh, when the mayor was in New York or, or L.A. I can't remember, can't keep up. Mayor of L.A. says he holds his breath when he's around people. That's why he's not wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's wild. It's and, wild, and, and, bro. And people are gonna listen to this and just be like, oh yeah, okay. You know, like, come on, man. You it's, know, it, it's not. Do you expect me to hold my breath? Like, again, and it's it's just the land of the free, and we're not free. You know, we are not free. And but these people are free. You know, those the government, the people on top, they're free, and they can do whatever they want. But they expect you to do what we say, and it's all about control. That's really what this all is about is about greed is about control um and they want what, what do you to think do... what do you think is where do you think this is going lee i mean we're, oh, we're two man. years into this pandemic is it is it over or is the vaccine are people going to wake up one day and realize this was all you know some kind of scam is not really the right word because covid's real Gee. but but they've they've definitely they've definitely no, taken th- advantage of everybody yeah i think scam is you know is the right word in my opinion um, because like you said, COVID is real, it's, but I feel like so is the flu. So is, you know, a common cold, which is what that really is. So is you know pneumonia, I mean? which was a 10 so times worse than COVID for me. I've had COVID twice. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And, and so, so yes, it's real, but is it, is it real or, or is it fake? See, and, and that's one thing I did, I did want to bring up too. And I want to get back to what you were saying, but I, I, I might have forgot it. My brain is all scrambled. No, I know. We're all, we're all but, over the place. Go ahead. <laughs> right. And, and it's good, though. But I'm glad you said that because this is what America does um, to us, right? It's like, what is real? What is fake? They put you in a bind, just like acting, right? Acting, you know, if I go and kiss a girl on screen, like, they'll be like, that's, that's not real. But, it, but in all actuality, I'm really kissing a girl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, I'm really... You get what I'm saying, right. but 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 in your mind it's like, oh, that's fake. They're just acting. It's just it's not real, and so that's kind of damn near what I take as COVID. Like they they make it it's real, but then it's like, is it really real? Um, that's or is an it really interesting what analogy. It is. That's you a, get what I'm saying. That's a very interesting take and analogy there. Yeah, it's yeah, almost it, like yeah, they're saying. They're, I, I know what you mean. I know right. what you mean. It's it's we know COVID's real, but, but is it is it as real as what they're telling me? You know what I mean? Kinda. It is is it as real and it does the not, response warrant, right? The, does this overreaction 
exactly to, to to every to every human being's life is that right. really is that really the response that was the best response for something that was similar ultimately to a flu or the cold yes and and i'm not sure um that it is and and so like you said they they kind of fooled everyone into believing it i mean even with the numbers they're throwing numbers out and they said themselves that they were treating deaths liberally this is what they said meaning uh you know if it seems like it's covid uh, you know if they had covid then it's a covid death um and they really right. didn't die of, of covid so um but to your point like you're saying you know are people going to wake up i think people have but it's it's really not i i hate to say it's just not in our control and that's what going back to like i said it's the control factor we don't control anything. I mean, you know, if, but we, we could, people could, because it's just what they want to do. Like restaurants, right? If, if you want to go into a restaurant, like most people are going to wear a mask because they don't want to get uh, taken away, you know, or, or not served. So they'll wear it just because like my mom, my mom, I saw her in the mall one time, this mall, you don't even need a mask. And I, I walked past her and I didn't even know she was in the, the uh the mall. <laughs> I walked past her. She had a mask on. I was like, "Mom, take that mask off." Right. She's like, "Oh well, I went into a store and it had on on the uh, door oh, mask required." You know, so you so she just trained and she don't want to get told to get out or put a mask on and you you know what I mean? Well, she People doesn't want to be the outcast or get looked at or yeah. exactly. And it's they don't want that the confrontation. Mask. They don't want they don't want none of that. So they'll just put it on. And so um, I don't know. It, it's up to uh, you know, the powers that be. But it's be also honest, up to the people to opinion, continue. It's also up to the people to continue to to, to push back, to, like you did exactly. with the teacher, like we've done with the mask mandates, like we've done with you know, uh, I I did not get vaccinated, and it's okay if people did. But again, yeah. that's our right to choose, that's not a, to be that's forced, our choice. right? Like right. But this whole thing for me has really opened my eyes. I'm Jewish. And I see people, Jewish people all the time, like posting and saying, never again can the Holocaust happen and <sighs> never again, this never. These same people are the ones that are doing everything that these government <laughs> talking heads are telling them what to do. I mean, like literally I, I'm thinking to myself, you guys, uh, you guys are saying never again on one hand. And then the next time the person tells you what to do and you do it. And, 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 then, and I get it. it. I get they're not telling you to go walk into a, uh, you know, get on the bus and go away to a camp and that kind of thing. But it starts somewhere. It's, it starts somewhere. And that's and that's what Hitler did. You know what I mean? It starts somewhere. It doesn't, they're not just going to, like you said, just pack you up in, in buses and, uh, you know, put you off the camps. But the thing is, if they see how you're reacting with this, okay, we, you know, the government is looking at it. Like you said, when you, you see weakness and if they see that I can get a bunch of people to take a vaccine or take a mask when I say it, um, just to get some freedom, just to go to a basketball game or a concert or a grocery store, right? Now I got them. Now right. I can, or, or I can your do kid, something now, later. How about the kids? The kids forced to wear masks all day long in school, like, right. we're, like we're in China. They are programming kids to feel like that's normal. And, then it's, and, and so it's making them say, okay, we just have to do this. And if you don't have the parents that are telling the kids, right, hey, man, we're not going to school. Um, 
you know, like it's going to continue. And but like you said, that's the only way that it can uh, die down is if we continue to fight and continue to not do what they say, because it, again, ultimately is control. And the people really control it if the masses, right, stop going to school. I mean, what are, and, and we say that hey, we don't want to wear a mask. What are they going to have to do? They're going to have to listen to what the people say. Hey, listen, if the masses, back to the NBA, if the mass fans stop showing up to the games and stop watching the games, guess what? TNT <laughs> would have been begging Barkley and Shaq and all those guys to say no vaccine. Exactly. It's exactly. all, you've got to, it's straight the numbers, people. It's, it's, it's straight numbers. And we are the majority and people don't really realize that. That's why the power, I, I always quote Tupac Shakur, the power is in the people in politics we address. The power is in the people. And like I've, I've said before, numerously, on numerous occasions, um, majority rules. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I mean, that's really how it goes. And we're the majority. And whatever we say goes. But we vote representatives and think that they're going to have our best interests, and they do not. And once we say, hey, we don't want this, they're like, uh, you know what? You know, we're doing this right here. You know, it's okay. And then the fear of, hey, well, we'll take your kid to child services if you don't bring him to school or, you know, you are not going to, again, have these freedoms that you used to have to travel, to go to grocery store. Or you have to get vaccinated to work for this company. To work, to work for this company. All these things, right, is, is controlling you. And because guess what? You need money to work. I mean, you need money to live, excuse me. You know what I mean? So you have to work. Exactly. And so they just... I got to tell you, man, this has been... I think in some way an experiment. Oh no, hundred percent. Right. I mean, this 100%. is definitely a, a, a an experiment, and maybe it wasn't exactly intended to unfold exactly like this, but maybe it was. And, and they have really gotten a ton of data over the last two years of the way human beings at, think, React, feel, and act. Think. Yep. In yep. this day and age, nobody really knew exactly with the social media, the new technology. It's been a while since there's been a worldwide something like this. Mm-hmm. But this was a real big opportunity for anyone up top, the elite, the the people that have the power, the people in government positions to really kind of say, hey, you know, this is a I wonder what we can do next time. And, and that's, know, what, pushed, that's what I was we saying. We pushed them three millimeters. We pushed them three feet, three yards. I wonder next time if we can get them 30 yards. Exactly. Exactly. Right? And it's just seeing how you're going to respond to what we tell you to do. You know what I mean? And that's, and again, it's control. I got to see what you're going to do. It's just like a kid, a kid, you know, you got to see what a kid is going to do and how they're going to respond to, you know, you giving them direction. You know what I mean? And, and like you talked about even just, that's why the word conspiracy theory, I kind of hate it, but what people don't understand is conspiracy means it's a secret uh, group that, plan something that's unlawful or harmful to people right this is this was definitely unlawful you know what i mean and and they have their secret meeting they don't put us in their meetings to see what's going on right they they talk about these things so you know people look at conspiracy as a negative connotation the definition that's just what it is it's just a secret meeting you know what i mean and that's what the government does they have secret meetings they don't let us see you know what's going on and now 
it unfolds. And like you said, now it's, it's to do something unlawful or harmful to people. This was unlawful, but like you said, now they don't, they didn't know how it was going to unfold. They just wanted to see right. how it was going to unfold, see how millions of people would react in us doing this to them. And yep. they saw it, right? And they're gathering data and, you know, they know the people who's done it. You know, that's why it's like, you know, the contact trace, all this stuff is just to, to build data for them. And when they talk about they do uh, raise money for research, that's really what it is. It's to research how you going to act. You know, I don't that's care. Point. It, yeah. And, and this is one thing they do cancer research, you know, all these research man you're researching how these things affect people's body because if you you raise billions of dollars for cancer research and you tell me you don't have a cure for cancer then you know it, it's a it's a problem and i know a lot of people may feel a way about this but dr otto War, warburg i don't know if you know um that he's a, a german he was a german scientist won a nobel prize in 1929 and he talked about how um, no cancerous cells or diseases can live in an alkaline environment. And he won a Nobel Prize for this, mm. Dr. Otto Warburg. Uh, and, you know, so ain't no research need to be done. And and to be honest, chemotherapy, I don't know if you know this, it came from like uh, German, Germany, and it came from uh, like tear gas, you know, uh, mustard gas, I'm sorry. Uh, and that kills like just cells you know i don't know if a lot of people know but um you know chemo they they've said it it kills more people than cancer does mm. um because what it does is it just kills the cells and yeah. it doesn't differentiate the good or the bad cells that's why people lose their hair correct that's why the people get skinny because you're you're killing off a lot of the cells yeah you're gonna right. kill the bad ones but you're killing the good ones as well yeah and and, and i saw your post too you with the the inflammation thing you know, the myocarditis that's being caused, the heart the heart inflammation that's being caused by the vaccine in so many cases now, extremely right. troubling. Right, it's troubling. And that was a that was a, a, a Times Magazine cover in 2004. Um, and and right. it talked about how much inflammation, um, you know, affects these diseases and, and things that go wrong in the body. And uh, to be honest, I just got, hip to what inflammation was, to be honest, like four or five years ago when I had a head to toe evaluation, uh, what they called it arthritis in my hips. And I thought arthritis was just something that you, that old people get and you can't reverse it. But all arthritis is, is inflammation to whatever, you know, part of the body. And you can, you know, get rid of inflammation by um, the foods that you eat. Uh, and, and medicines help uh, inflame you, right? So do foods. Right. And then, you know, those are causes of the degeneration of your body and your cells and your ligaments and whatever it is. You know what I mean? Right. And anything and that you put into hurt. your body, anything that you put into your body has a risk, an adverse risk to it, no matter yes. what. It's just yeah. if you put it in, especially the vaccine has been showed to cause a, a lot of inflammation around the people's heart, around hearts yes. of people. And, and if they've got a predisposition of some sort, that could lead to that could lead to death that can lead to death and yeah. the number one uh, leader of death in america has always been heart disease always mm -hmm. so now you're giving people an injection that's gonna uh give you more heart problems you know so and right. then they're not gonna blame it on the vaccine they're gonna say oh it's a heart you know failure you know what i mean or heart disease or whatever it is 
Um, and so that's the easy way to mask it. I got to tell no you, Lee, I, I pray to God. I hope if because this is going to happen again much sooner than later, yeah. whether it's five years or 10 years or 15, whatever. It's going to happen again, something similar. And I pray to God that people realize, hey, there's no such thing as closing down businesses, social distance. <laughs> you want to do all this stuff? That's fine. But life goes on. Take better goddamn care of yourselves. I mean, that's sorry to be sorry to be so direct. I know that's going to hurt people's feelings because they, you know, the ones that are that are obese or that have uh, that eat that eat a ton of crap and cholesterol. It's a choice, and, right? Right. It's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. Take good care of yourself, and you you will be most likely fine. Right. And but they don't have that information per se, I guess. You know, um, because sometimes people. And I've, like you said, friends, family, they're like, well, you know, my grandfather was eating this way his whole life and he's fine. And, you know, or, you know, you only live once, so I'm going to die anyway. But, um, you know, but then now when death is upon you with COVID, now you're scared, you know what I mean? Right. To, <laughs> right. All now you're going to take every right. precaution. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. All, all that, all that was t- talk was cheap, apparently. Right. Right. All that talk is cheap. You're taking every precaution now when they tell you you're going right. to die from something. You know, but when I'm telling you, like you said, you know, heart disease or diabetes and, and all these things you're going to die from from what you're eating, you don't want to hear it. Exactly. Um, but hey, like you I, said, I wanna... taking care of yourself is most important. Um, and that's all you really need to do. I, I got a saying, man, you know, change will come. You just got to send an invite and fuck Big Pharma. All you got to do is eat right. That's, I like <laughs> that's it. a saying. I man. like it, man. Hey, before we get to finish off, I want to hear a little bit about your, your throwing your hat in the political ring. Uh, yes. Speaking of all the politics, but you talked about we talked about race for a while, and we talked. You mentioned Tupac a little bit ago, and it made me think about asking you this question. I'm curious because mm-hmm. you played in the NFL for a while. Mm-hmm. What's your take on this Brian Flores situation? Brian Flores, the former head coach of the Miami Dolphins, is claiming racial discrimination because he got terminated by the Dolphins. I believe is what his mm-hmm. his case was. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally speaking, what what's your take on that? You know. Um... I just think uh, he has a he has a case um, from what I know and heard. Again, I, I hate to speak when I don't know everything, but just based upon what I've heard and the text message that he got from Bill, uh, one Brian Flores just talked about how they told him to throw games, um, and that's something that everybody has asked me: Do players do that, and do teams do that? I've never been a part of a team that does that because guys still want to win. You're still a competitor. I don't care. I'm not going for no pick. I don't care. I want to win right now, this Sunday. I don't want to, you know, feel weak in front of, you know, the people that's watching, um, the people that I play against. Nothing. Nobody ever came to you once and said, we're throwing today's game ever. In nobody, your nobody, nobody. Okay. But, but I've seen a coach try to throw a game. As far, but a defensive coordinator, I've seen him try to throw a game because he was he was just calling a bunch of nonsense. Like you, you, know you, I mean? you, you, based upon the way he was calling the game, you could infer that he was trying to call. He never admitted to you, but you knew he was doing something. I we knew he was trying to throw the game because our head coach was on a hot seat, and um, he was going to be next up to be the head coach. And oh no shit, yeah. And then this game, he's just sitting up here calling. Just anything. This was an NFL. Know, this was in the NFL. 
I mean, I could just give you because I got scored on. This is why I was so mad because I got scored on <laughs> in Cincinnati, and it was the worst call ever because this was like a field call, meaning uh, we're in the field as far as fifty yard line, forty yard line. You know what I mean? Thirty yard line. They're backed up, and we're we're just giving up and out. We're blitzing. And what we're giving up is an is an out route, like a 10, 12 yard out route, and then I just make the tackle and we live on to play another down. Mm-hmm. Okay. He called this in the red zone when it's like they're at the 15 yard line. You know, and so if if they run an out route, he's just gonna score. But then you want me to play inside and don't get beat inside. But you want, you know, the weakness of the defense is to throw it out mm-hmm. and and we'll live to see another down. But not in the red zone, right? You throw a twelve yard out he, or fifteen yard out, he, he's catching and it's a touchdown. You know what I mean? And I went to the sideline and I, I was cussing them out because I was like, "Why would you call that?" And when the call came in, me and the safety Sean Jones looked at each other like, "What? Why would he call that?" <laughs> you were in Detroit. You know, I was in Cleveland. Oh, you played for oh, this Cleveland. Is with the Browns right here in Cleveland. Yeah, this is with the Browns. So, so I've seen it. I've seen you know people throwing games. So, but back to Brian Flores. I would just say that, um, you know, him doing the right thing as far as just playing for his team to win and coaching to win is something that, you know, he had to do. But then now he sees that, okay, now I got fired because I didn't do what they told me. Then um, I'm not even getting um, the process, the due process in getting hired in other jobs where I'm supposed to go see, you know, this – team that's supposed to interview me and they already gave away the job you know what I mean and they do it underhandedly and and not knowing um and well the media not knowing but the media they'll just say oh yeah we interviewed Brian Flores but you already knew who you were going to hire you know so he he understood that hey you know you was just going to bring me in and and lie and I wasn't going to get the job I will say this though he did interview I think with Houston the Texans correct Correct. And the Texans hired Lovey Smith, another black right. coach. Right. And I think right. he felt that that was discriminatory against him as well, uh, from what well, I saw. And see, and, and I don't know. All I know is from that uh, conversation with him and Bill Belichick, and I think, was it the New York job? Or the Jets job, I think? I, I don't okay. know what job it was, but it was uh, it was for that one. I, I didn't hear about him talking about the, the Houston job. So, I, again, that's why I can only speak of what I know and so based on that, I feel like that's definitely, uh, you know, some type of discrimination. And and I don't know. He could have felt, you know, more things as far right. as even in the organization as far as Miami. Uh, and, again, with that text message. And then, you know, in Houston, I don't know. But then, like you said, they hire Lovey Smith. Uh, so you just never know. The, the thing is, um, until you know everything and, and been through what he's been through, and talk to him, right? That's when you kind of get the whole story. There's probably more details it to it than what what's being reported. Obviously, right? There's gotta right. be, and that's why, you know, to, for him to feel that. Because I, I don't know. I, I I see I see a lot of black head coaches, or there have been quite a few. It seems like, um, it seems like there's you know I, I didn't think of the NFL as a quote unquote you know racist kind of atmosphere, um. But again, you you played in it, so I don't know if you have a different take. Yeah, so uh, but I think I, I I do have a different take because um, 
you just you just see it. I mean, the black coaches get shorter leashes. Uh, even Caldwell, who lost his job, I think in Detroit, I want to say, when he was like a you know he was a winning coach, but it was only two years. You know, um, and I think they get short leashes. I think when they do get a head coaching job, uh, and then they get fired, you know, a lot of times they get relegated to position coach or, you know what I mean? They just got to kind of work their way back and they don't just go move on to head coach to head coach. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and so that's what I've seen. And that's what the beef is, you know, that, that happens. Um, the one coach that I know, well, black coach that stays steady is obviously Tomlin, Tomlin. but, but that's yeah. because Pittsburgh, that's who they are. They've he only fits, he fits them like a hand in the glove, man. And, and he does. He really he does. Them. He does. But Pittsburgh only had three coaches in their entire um, <laughs> Talk about a team that gets it right. Right, right. But I, but I think they, again, uh, Tomlin has had some like eight and eight seasons and some mediocre seasons, oh, right? Yeah. But they feel like, right, I mean, you just work with that. You know what I mean? And just keep building with him. And when you have this coaching carousel, I mean, uh, I know, guess how do you it, I guess my point is continuity. There, it's it's definitely not always racist. I mean, the, right. you know, there's obviously teams that don't people that don't act and behave like that. Pittsburgh's a perfect example. I mean, you right. just said it, but no, maybe it, maybe there are instances that Brian Flores is bringing to light that need to be looked at. Right, and that, that's all it is. It's it's just getting in depth with a lot of these things because, again, from what we're told by the media, we don't always get the depth. In, in what the story is. I mean, you just look at some of the things. I mean, when you go and uh, I would say when you see these 30 for 30s, mm. you know, and they go more in depth of that story. And you're like, man, I didn't even know all of this was happening. And you know what I mean? Right. So, even Malice at the Palace. Exactly. Right. And we exactly. didn't see all that. You Nobody didn't see knew. all that. So, yeah. so all, all you know is, you know, just a, a, a glimpse or a little bit of what they telling you and you don't know everything. And, and that's the, it's a gift and a curse, I would say. It's a gift to give us some type of insight, but then you're not giving us everything. And so we're passing judgment on something that you're only giving me this bit of information. And then it, again, it goes it goes to what the, the vaccine and all that. I was that just going to say, we just came right. full, full circle, bro. Full I was circle just going to say that. Right. So the media is the media, right? And they're going to give you what they give you, and you're going to think you're informed. And then so you're going to make a decision and how you feel about this guy, that guy. Or, or this woman, or this person, uh, but you don't even know for real until you really sit down and talk to all the people and parts and pieces that were a part of this thing. And then you're like, now you get uh, a different perspective and you're like, ah, man, I thought it was different. You know what I mean? And so that's why a lot of times I hate to pass judgment. I hate to even talk about certain things because I, do, I don't really know. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I don't really know. You only what's know really what's been shown on. to you so far. Right. right. Like I only know else. what's yeah. being shown to me. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll look like a fool if I'm just, you know, gung ho with what they told me, you know, because we all know it's two sides of a story. You know, if somebody tells me one thing, like I, I may be on that person's side, but if I hear this other person's side, I may be like, oh, what? Well, I ain't what, you know, James over here told me. You yeah, know what I mean? So and true. so now you, you got to put it all and piece it all together. And that's why I like to do my due diligence and try to uh, look and, and find all that I can find on things before I speak on it. Um, because you just you just never know. And But a lot of times with this, I can speak on experience, and but I, I still don't know. 
for sure, because um, he is his own individual. He has his own story and things happen, you know, um, different. I'm sure, than I'm sure what if I know. he was sitting here with us on this and, and explaining the details, I'm sure we would see some some new things that we haven't seen so far reported. So, you know, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's what I always, um, you know, try to look for and seek. I mean, even, even with the Antonio Brown situation, you know, a lot of people was always hitting me up and I was like, man, I just want to know why he did that. Right. You know, not, not, not passing judgment. I mean, because do I, did I condone it for him doing that? No. But then I was like, man, you know, don't nobody just act like that just for no reason, you know? And, and then when he came out and said what he said, and then he said, and I felt him because he said he didn't even want to walk out there with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers like logo on his chest. That's wow. why he took it off, right? Because of how they treated him. So I, like, I, I feel that, you know, and I, I didn't want to pass judgment on him. Um, I just wanted to wait. And, and then we got to hear from him, you know, instead of just uh, hearing what from the media, the media and seeing what you see. Well, hey, we know one thing about Antonio. He would have never scored a touchdown on Lee Bottom. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's just be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, nah, I don't think he would have, man. No, nah, he's right. a good player, man. So it would have been a good battle. I wish I would have uh, faced him, man. Yeah, that would have been a good one. Yeah. Hey, um, to finish it off, you take everything you just talked about and, and you mm-hmm. articulated it extremely well and you know about how you think and you sit back and you analyze and you don't want to – necessarily even give opinions if you don't have the full story i think it's an admirable thing and i think that's you're taking everything we've talked about you're taking these these talents and these um knowledge and the education and everything you've done you're taking it with you into the political arena so talk to us man you're throwing your hat in what is it county executive county executive yep why why county you're in maryland uh yeah i'm in maryland but prince george's county maryland Prince George's County. So there's a, a election coming up late June of 2022. What exactly is county executive and why are you doing it? So, I mean, in a nutshell, I like to keep things simple. County executive is like the president of the county. You know what I mean? Um, and why am I doing it? Because uh, I've been in Prince George's County since I was 10 years old. I moved here from D.C. to Maryland to PG County. The school systems have been the same. Criminal justice system has been the same. Police has been the same, uh, if not worse, you know. And I think it's time for, you know, a non-politician to step in and have a seat at the table. Um, I think, um, like even Angela Davis said it, man, we need um, unemployed politicians because politicians haven't got it right, you know, Um, and I think people need a seat at the table, at the political table. Because when you have these meetings and the people aren't represented, the people aren't ever gonna get what they really want and really deserve. And they're always gonna have to be outside marching, saying, we want this, we want that, we want this. Um, and like they've been doing that for time has got to change. Like they've been Say doing it for a hundred years. They've been doing it for a hundred years. And, and I feel like it has to be a change. If we want to change, if I know I want to change, um, I think that's the place to do it locally because you could change your lives, you could change your laws, you can change um, your day-to-day around you. And um, we can, you know, allocate money 
to put it in the places that we need, which is truly education. I don't know if you know, again, Prince George's County is one of the richest black counties, if not the number one richest black county counties in America. If you went to like my son's elementary school that he went to, we, we live in a neighborhood, you know, a pretty established neighborhood, million dollar homes. That school looked like it was in the 1960s. They, they had 70s or something. They had a basketball court on the wall of the cafeteria. Right, like I mean, this is what these kids are playing on. Right. You know what I mean? And and you're saying the, the, you're right saying the hoop was homes. you're saying the hoop was assembled like the rim itself was on the wall. It wasn't the, even the, a real the, hoop. Well, the back the backboard the backboard and the, yeah. the rim was just on the wall, just yeah. hung up on the wall. Yeah, just, it wasn't even six ten that's feet. Wild. It was just like just hung up on there. So and education's you, clearly one of your top priorities. Education and obviously the Athletics. food is is terrible. Right, the programs haven't evolved. Like we're not preparing our kids to be, you know, entrepreneurs or good uh, employees for small or big businesses. Um, we're preparing them damn near to fail. And then now you're just going into that pipeline of, you know, the the uh, um, I, I'm drawing a blank right now. Just the judicial system, right? The the court system. You know, what I mean, that's just what you're you're preparing them for, and you're not really preparing them for life and being better citizens. A lot of the money um, as well goes to, you know, it goes to different uh, developers that they're developing a, a bunch of homes, but they're not developing any schools with those developments. So we're overpopulated. Funds from the state are getting taken. Uh, we don't get the amount of money that we should get uh, in these trying times. So even during COVID, our county in the state of Maryland, we had the second highest number of cases and we didn't even get the most money. It was not even the second highest most money. So just think about it. If if you're the one struggling, you should get the most money right. in cases. You know, same thing where like I said, overpopulation in school systems, the state has taken twenty six point five million dollars from our uh, budget in 2023 so it's just really it's just fighting for what we deserve right and we're always considered underserved community and I always say we got to be overserved and we got to have people that want to fight for you know us being overserved and if we have politicians that are going to continue to just turn a blind eye uh, for the people um, you know they got to be replaced and, and so that's why I'm throwing my hat in there it's going to be tough but I feel like uh, because a lot of the politicians have told me, well, Lee, you know, you can't win, you know, because because they feel like the people don't go vote. And they're they're right. They haven't showed that they will go vote. But it's my responsibility to try to get as many people to go vote as possible that that see somebody that's fighting for them. Sure. I you think know? that's unbelievable uh, and very admirable. I think that's an amazing. Do you do you think you would have done this had it not been for all this COVID craziness? You know, um, I don't know. You know what? It, it just um, to be honest, I don't, I don't think I would have because the the very reason why I'm doing it is because I got arrested for not wearing a mask in LA Fitness. No kidding. And so so it was, uh, and so I sat in a cell for eight hours 
thinking, because I got mistreated by the officers. Well, well, one officer, to be honest. And then I got mistreated by the people in, when I uh, got arrested, I got shackles, hand, hands and feet put in the cell, got left and they didn't even care about doing my paperwork. Because you didn't you know, wear a mask into the LA Fitness. In they LA shackled Fitness. you up and threw you in the cell. Absolutely. And and to to kind of just give you a little bit of background about that, I showed them that I Maryland has a medical exemption for people, you know, not wearing a mask. And you don't have to show any medical papers or anything. You have to, you know, allow um a patron to have the same goods and services, right? If they have a medical exemption. I told the officers that, um, you know, the officers said, the initial ones, they were like, okay, that's a civil matter. And I was like, okay, well then let me just work out. But they were like, they want you to be out of here though. I was like, well, well why? You know, if I just showed you that I can stay in here and LA Fitness, they go along with whatever Maryland says. That's what they have on their website. That's what, you know, they, they have. And they have it on the door saying that they just they follow whatever Maryland says. I showed them what Maryland says. They didn't want to hear it. They threw me in jail. Wow. And so, you know, so that's, you know, that's the long story short, because the supervisor came and actually the the guy at L.A. Fitness, he he terminated my membership because now because I, I didn't break a law. Right. So now he had to find a way that I'm breaking the law. So he turn, terminated my membership to say I was trespassing so the police could arrest me now. But that's not even what trespassing is. Like, you know, um, that's not the law, the letter of the law of what trespassing right. is. But he just tried to- They, they, they know, kind of the fit your actions. Of reason. They try to fit your actions into the law. They, they, they try to kind of squeeze it in somehow to make it seem like that's what you did, even though it's not exactly what you were doing. And and, and and that happens and all to the even, time. To even tell you about that, I, I do have a court case, and it's actually Monday, um, but I, I'm i not even going to court for trespassing. I'm going to court for disorderly conduct. <laughs> right, because then you, know, you that, then you did something to kind of say, you know, F you guys, and then it turned into a disorderly conduct case. Exactly, when when it shouldn't even have gotten to that point, right? And but, this, and is I wasn't Prince disorderly. this is in Prince this George. This is in Prince George's County. And I wasn't disorderly. All I was doing what was rightfully, you know, the right thing to do, you know, protecting my rights. <laughs> you know what you were doing, but, Lee? You know what you were doing? You were uh, doing exactly what you did back in grade school with the teacher. Exactly. Exactly. And and that's what that's what I did it for um for other people that didn't want to stand by this and wanted to take off the mask. And I, I'll give you even something. <laughs> that happened right before that because I went into the basketball court because they allowed me to go in there because I told them that I had already went through this with them. And when I went into the basketball court, it was like three people had a mask on. <laughs> and then he came in, the the guy from LA Fitness, and he he knew he had called the cops, I, I'm sure, because then he came in and told everybody to wear a mask because he knew I didn't have one. So I guess when officers come in, they'll know who to you know come get. Right. <laughs> Right, of course. But so you set up, who, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I set yeah. up. But then the people who, they were like, man, I can't wear no mask playing basketball. They just left out, out of the uh, court. You know, and and then some people just didn't put a mask on because they were like, man, you know, I can't wear no mask playing basketball. <laughs> they had to make but, an example out of somebody, and you were the guy that they made the example of. And, and I was so, a guy. And, yeah. and a lot of people, you know, wouldn't stand up because guess what? They can't go get arrested. They 
they have jobs, they have, you know, things going on. But me, I could stand up for it because, right, um, I didn't, you know, I don't have a job. You know what I mean? I don't answer to anybody right now. You know what I mean? I can fight for what is right. And again, ultimately, that just helps the next man um, that's coming behind me. When you and say you don't have a job, it's because you've invested and you've been smart with your money that you made in the NFL and you're able to sustain yourself. Yeah, correct. And that, that's really what I wanted to do my whole life as far as playing football. And I, I, I used to save my money when I was a kid, right? But I knew that I didn't want to, you know, work for anybody anymore. Uh, and I wanted to enjoy my life and do whatever the hell I wanted to do. And I knew saving the money would allow me to do that and be smart with my money. Um, and that's the reason why I don't have to physically you know, work and go to a, a place of business. You know, I, do I invest in own businesses and, and real estate? Yes, but I don't have to physically go anywhere to, and, and again, my employer isn't going to be mad and fire me because, yeah, exactly. you know, this happens, you know yeah. what I mean? And so most people, they have that dynamic and I don't have that dynamic and that's why I can fight. Well, you're and in the so rear, you're in the I very, do that. you are in the minority when it comes to professional athletes that are self-sufficient after their career. And I just talked to as we, Wale Ngunlier today, who's now working for UBS as a uh, financial advisor. He's doing a phenomenal job. So let's finish it with this, because I asked him the same question at the end of the uh, interview that I want to ask you. Okay. Of all the guys you play with, you're not allowed to say Tom Brady, because you played with Tom Brady. <laughs> but all the guys you play with in your NFL career, Lee, who was the best player? Hmm, who was the best player? And I, I know it's hard to with, say, but it's got to just be one name. That I played with or played against? Let's go both. Um, man, that's, that's a tough one. Um, you want me to tell you who Wale said? Who? He said the best player he played with, of all the guys, he said was Lance Briggs. Hmm. That was a dog right there. Yeah, I, I actually kind of forgot about him because he was kind yeah. of underrated. <laughs> right, absolutely. You know, I mean, it, it's hard, man, because there's so many <laughs> great people that I play right? with. And you know, how could you rank them? You know what I mean? How who was that? Who was that one guy that always stood out to you? Like the first guy that came to mind, maybe when I said and when I asked you that question. Uh, well, Randy Moss oh, okay. played. Yeah, played against. Uh, he was just a phenomenal, just athlete. You know, period. I mean, just his his athleticism, his length. He's you know, he's tall. He's fast. You know, he's got great hands. Uh, I mean, he he's deceptive with you know catching the ball. He doesn't show his hands when he's you know yeah. about to catch the ball. Like he has so much. He, know, he would uh, he would catch that ball down here by in his pocket, basically. You know, right? Yeah, like, you don't really know where it's coming. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. so he positions himself to catch that ball. So so I would say. Uh, to play against uh, because of all of those things like uh, him, but um, you know, like Andre Davis, I would say, and a lot of people don't remember him, like playing with, and Orpheus Roy, man, shit, like th those two guys, mm -hmm. defensive, uh, defensive tackle, and um, Andre Davis was the linebacker, like those guys were like phenomenal le leaders, uh, phenomenal players, um, just on and off the field, learn so much from those guys. 
So yeah. um, it's shit, man. I it, think it's so many guys, even from Cleveland. It's always too, the guys that you don't really people, you know, like Lance Briggs or Ophius Roy. It, it's always like a dog that people knew was were good, but they didn't, never got the real media fanfare that they probably deserve. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And, and those are usually, you know, how it goes. Um, you know, you're only going to get a few big name guys, you know, on a team that could sell the jerseys and right. But you know, again, and all of us are dogs. You know, was, what I mean? uh, was Calvin all Johnson really, really in Detroit when you were there? Who? Calvin Johnson. He was. He but okay. no, no, yeah, he was. But he was. Um, he he was nice. It was 2008. He he had a great year that year. Um, and so but, he but was. Randy Ma- you put Randy Moss. You put Randy above him. Yeah, I will put Randy above him. Just, I mean, and and I didn't play against Randy in his like prime prime when he was in uh, Minnesota early days. But when when you look at that, it's like it's it was phenomenal because just like people try to do with Calvin Johnson, they they put two people on Calvin Johnson one time. They did the same thing with Randy Moss, right? You know, it did the same thing with Randy. I Moore, remember so. I would I think I was in college. I would used to put on primetime with Chris Berman and uh Tom Jackson on a Sunday night, man. I couldn't wait to and every freaking Sunday I it was you knew when they started going dun 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 <laughs> call call pepper to Moss, call pepper to Chris Carter, Robert Smith. That was my favorite freaking team of all time, man. I yeah. love to- that team. They used to put up numbers. Oh. And see, and the reason the reason why I guess I would say even I would do Randy over Calvin. And that's why I say it's so many. It's so hard. <laughs> I know. I know. We're, we're <laughs> splitting hairs right now. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. so hard. But but he, like, he was just going deep. Calvin Johnson at least has some, you know, things over the middle and drags. And, Moss was going yeah. deep. <laughs> he just threw it up and he was going to get it. He just threw yeah. it up and it was like, go get it, Moss. And it's like, damn, how's, how the hell is he just, you know, having all these numbers and, and you just throwing it deep to him? Right, it's crazy. It was so, like it was so like was, playing backyard football when you were twelve years old, thirteen. Yeah, right, yeah, right, right. And but sometimes uh, Calvin, it was the same thing because I seen right. it. I seen it. I seen a guy about fifteen yards deep, and they knew he was throwing deep, and he still couldn't do nothing. <laughs> There's some so, guys that are just—it's not fair—the the gifts right. they're given, man. <laughs> hey, listen, this was an awesome conversation. I'm so happy to reconnect with you, and I've uh, been watching you from afar. Uh, where can people find you on social? Man, social media, all at Lee Baden on everything, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and that's L-E-I-G-H-B-O-D-D-E-N. Again, at Lee Baden, they can find me there. Again, I've been, man, obviously following you too, man, and, and we're on the same wavelength, and that's why I appreciate you having me and having this conversation and always, you know, just keeping it real. And, you know, that's what, again, I think the people need um, so continue what you're doing, man. I love it. And, I, and I'll and i keep watching you, man, and, and keep doing your thing, bro. I appreciate you. Thanks, brother. All the best. All right, man. You too. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Optimal Life Podcast. If you haven't yet, please subscribe and follow the podcast wherever you're listening. And you could also leave a review. Apple Podcasts, of course. You could leave reviews and ratings. Spotify, you could leave reviews and ratings and several and many other podcast apps. Wherever you may be listening, please tell a friend, tell a family member, let them know about the podcast, and we will see you next time.